Hi, this is Danielle Carissa from The Jaws Curator, and this is episode 188 of Art for Your Ear, the very first episode of 2021. Oh, you guys, it is a brand new year filled with new dreams, fresh starts, and fingers crossed, the end of a global pandemic. So first things first, for all of the female identifying artists out there, I am curating the spring issue of Create Magazine. The call for artists for this all-women issue is on right now, and the deadline to submit work is January 31st. Just go to createmagazine.com, all one word, createmagazine.com, and you'll see a black bar across the top. It is a uh, direct link to the submissions page. And speaking of artsy reading material, they also released their first book in 2020. It's titled The Complete Smartest Guide. Get it? Smart? Artist? Smartest? Anyway, it is all about building a thriving art business. Here's the description. This is the book with all of the practical information about how to actually make a career in the arts that we never learned in art school. The Complete Smartest Guide by artist and Create Magazine founder Katarina Popova and curator and gallery director of PXP Contemporary Alicia Puig is packed with tips, hints, and actionable steps from our personal experiences working in the art world. I personally bought a copy as soon as it was released, and it is really good. You can find the Complete Smartest Guide on Amazon. There's also a big old button on the um, front of createmagazine.com homepage with a direct link to their Amazon page. Easy peasy. So let's do our best to shake off 2020 and get into this brand new year, shall we? Ooh boy, do I have a lot of stuff planned for you and me both. Keep an eye on my Instagram feed throughout January because I'm gonna be doing a bunch of online workshops and creativity jumpstarter prompts with Opus Art Supplies. We've got lots of fun stuff planned for the entire month because who couldn't use a little creative inspiration at the beginning of a new year, right? The other thing that's coming up very soon is something that Peta Coyne and I have been cooking up. She was on the podcast in November. There's a link to it in the post on my site. Um, if you haven't heard it, go and listen because it is such a good, inspiring, amazing episode. Anyway, she's going to pop by again next weekend for a few minutes during the intro of the podcast so that we can lay out the whole plan for you. Intrigued? Yes, I am leaving it as a cliffhanger. Sorry. No, I'm not. Okay, so let's get to today's guest. What better way to kick off a new year than with some laughing, swearing, and joy-filled conversation with the one and only Ashley Longshore. But wait, Ashley just lived through 2020 as well, so her year wasn't all glitter and champagne either. We ended up talking a lot about vulnerability, anxiety, and trying to let go of control. Because let's face it, we cannot control much at the moment. I think it's so important to realize that even kick-ass people like Ashley need to regroup. Or in Ashley's words, we need a big old douche every now and then. <laughs> well, if we ever needed to douche, 2020 would be it. So let's get on with this cleanse, shall we? Oh, and just to be clear, in case the douching didn't give it away. When Ashley is on, you might not want any little kids listening. 
So save this episode for when you're alone in the studio or out for a walk. All right, calling Ashley in Louisiana. Ashley Longstore, you're back. It's 2021. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, do you mind if I just do some, some just like breathing, some like, ah. <laughs> it's a new you, year. Oh, We've got another God. spin around the sun. We've got more canvases to paint, more ideas to be had, more, you know, um, m- more things to pontificate. It's going to be a damn good year. It is going to be a good year. I'm, I, I'm channeling it. I'm pumped. It's so funny how a new year is like, I just put on my, my personal Facebook page about how poor 2021, it's like, it's like the new boyfriend after the really bad breakup where you're like, put all this hope on him and you're like, you're going to be perfect and wonderful. And then, you know, he's like, dude, that's a lot of pressure on me, but I am so excited about everything that's going on with me in 2021 because I'm manifesting only good things because 2020 was such a shit show and you are always manifesting good things. And first of all, well, I know you have a new collection coming out and I, I, I just want to read two things. I, two of your recent Instagram posts I thought were the perfect way to kick this off. Okay. So this is about your new collection. You say it is about finding beauty in solitude about living in a bubble, about finding peace in the moment, about feeling like an astronaut on my own planet, (laughs) my world of solitude filled with color, pop, and fashion, of course. This collection saved me, saved my soul, saved my sparkle, saved my sunshine. I can't wait to show you. I love that. And I thought, now that's how we start the first podcast of 21. Well, I mean, look, and I know you're the same way. Creativity is my kryptonite. Yeah. Art and artists are are my 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 shield and my sword and my um it 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 is a it, it is a protective bubble around me for sure. And and I think most artists would say, you know, they when they realize that they were creative, you you start making art because you do create your own world. Mm-hmm. You take these thoughts in your head and then you have these tangible items these, these canvases or sculptures or whatever your medium is all around you. And you've literally created a, an, another world and it's a world of realness, a world of, of uh, vulnerability, a world of color or not, depending on, on what, what makes you feel right. But you know, this, this uh, t- 2020 as, as horrible as it was in so many ways, it really was a a douching. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, t- tell me I'm wrong. It, 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 was, it was a cosmic douching, that's for sure. It was a rare opportunity to really be creative and to dig deep in a time of a lot of anxiety and fear. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I don't know if other artists feel the same way, but I've, I've always been a very anxious person. I'm a worrier. Um, and when I got to a certain age and realized I loved creativity, that, that anxiety really thrusted me to create, to create a lot, to be prolific, to do as much as I could. And, and above all things, maybe it's just for that high of when you're creating and you get into such a zone that your hand is touching the canvas and you're painting something 
and your mind is just doing it the same way your brain makes your heart beat or the same way I'm breathing right now. But yet my mind is a million other places away. It, it, it is, it is just like, it is such a drug to mm-hmm. be in that zone. And, and I think that 2020 really pushed a lot of creative people to go really deep into that, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I had, I, I, I had, I think, I think a lot of the artwork that I've seen out there, and of course I don't criticize any artwork because I think anybody brave enough to put their shit out there is fucking a rock star because it's mm-hmm. hard to do. But I, I have seen some of the most incredible fucking art this year, color, beauty, subject matter that just sparked a joy in me that no booze, drugs, alcohol, or dick could ever do. <laughs> Amen. You know, you were, I, I was just thinking, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed, looking at all the work I've written about lately. And I'm like, God, it's good. Like there's so much. And I think you're exactly right. People had to like your, like your Instagram posts, you kind of were forced to go inward in a way, you know, you're in your bubble. Um, and there's been so much like not just COVID and quarantine, but Black Lives Matter and the election. And like, I'm not even American. And I was so wrapped up in the election. Like there was so much happening that caused so much anxiety. I'm a, a huge warrior too. And I was having panic attacks about there being so much, but what do you even start with, you know? And then but so many artists have turned out the best art because they're using it to say the things that they want to say. And it's so empowering and amazing. And you've been doing the exact same thing. And, you know, I know you've always said that you sort of use your art as, as your medicine, you know, like when you are feeling anxious, the the place you go is, you know, your easel. Um, Yeah. How did you feel in 2020? Because I had like moments of like prolific making so much stuff and then just hitting slumps where I was just like, so down that it it was hard to do anything but nap i mean in in the beginning when everything shut down because i'm you know i'm 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 not just an artist but i you know i'm i'm a i'm a fucking business owner you know i have employees and the fear of the responsibility of knowing that you know i i have to figure out how to get this ship through this storm so that all of these people that depend on me and their paychecks are going to be okay. I, I felt so overwhelmed with the digital communication. I was so depleted. I mean, at, at one point I didn't leave my house for three and a half months. Um, I yeah. realized I had not been in a car or like left my driveway in three and a half months. It was like, wake up, panic, get on the phone, talk to everybody, make sure they're doing okay. Market, 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 email collectors, you know, make a plan, make a plan, pull inventory list together. What are we going to do? Um, so th- there, there was a lot of time in the beginning when um, I had nothing there creative. Yeah. I, I had nothing left. The, the, the fear and anxiety of 2020 was really, really crippling absolutely crippling. It was also, however, a magnifying glass. Being able to stop and really see everything, to to really see what isn't working, what is working, what do I need to change? It, It was really a year to douche, you know, douche and get a new president, douche our system, douche uh, myself creatively, make space 
for myself, for my creativity, because I really realized this year, you know, in America, it's all like bigger, 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 more, 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 bigger, bigger, more, more. And I realized, you know, my legacy is not having this big, huge company. My legacy is creating art, Mm -hmm. putting myself out there, using opportunity, you know, uh, uh, that, 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 that's, that's what I want to do. So I, I really was able to restructure my company and, and make space for that this year. And I'm, I feel fucking great about it. Yeah. And now you, you've been painting like crazy lately, right? Yes. In the woods. I got yeah. a little place out in the woods and, you know, b- being, being in nature, I mean, talk about the ultimate artist. I know that's so cliche and everybody's been fucking saying that forever, but you know, you really see that things always come back around mm-hmm. that, that, that there's always a way. Like I had this, this beautiful fig tree and I picked figs and made, um, fig jam for the first time. <laughs> I okay. saw that on Instagram. Yeah. But then the fig tree lost all of its leaves and it looks like it's dead, but it's not it's not dead. It's going to come back in the spring. You know, it's like, it's, there's just, there's just so many artful lessons and little, I love bugs and frogs and lizards. And last night um, I was butt ass naked and I, I woke up to pee in the middle of the night and I walked through my living room and I've got these little lights outside and they're bird feeders. And there was like six baby raccoons out there. I mean, that is fucking cute. That's fucking cute. Like it delights my soul to know that there's a whole nother universe out here that is so separate from, you know, fashion and flash and posting and, you know, all, all of those things. I didn't realize how much I really needed balance in my life because as you know, I mean, I was on airplanes every other day. Yeah. I think, I think there's a big lesson to be learned in, you know, um, having goals for yourself as an artist and where you want to go and where you want to be. And, and when all that opportunity hits and the phone is ringing off the hook and people want you to do this and that and here and there, and you've been waiting for this chance and you're going and you're going and you're going like a fucking Ferrari in fifth gear, you know, uh, other things, um, lose energy you know and and it is exhausting and when I look back on the height of being in New York all the time being here and being there in the you know events and being being back and and having 48 hours to paint and painting for 48 hours straight and then having to get back on another airplane and walking into a conference room and then having an event where I'm all smiles which I fucking love by the way it it really was more depleting then I realized, and, and now that I've had that 2020 douching, right. I really think what the fuck really makes me happy? What the fuck really inspires me? Where in the fuck is my joy as an artist? And I've got to be honest with you. When I look at that time, my busiest time so far, I wouldn't say it was my happiest time. I met some incredible human beings who I'm very, very dear friends with. I've met some incredible creative people who I fucking love more than anything. And I'm, I'm so excited about it. But as an artist, the solitude and stillness of thought and experience is so goddamn important. 
it's, I, I just hadn't really slowed down in a few years enough to really think about what in the fuck am I really trying to say? Who in the fuck am I? I got thrown into this blender, this fucking fabulous blender that I love. And I'm not done with that blender either, but really finding that vulnerability, understanding the intention of art versus the impact of art, surrounding yourself with creativity and really finding that joy that sparks that creativity. Even if that just means I'm sitting on a sofa, looking at a blank canvas with a journal in front of me and a pen. The stillness and solitude of that thought and that beautiful moment, God damn it, I'm real happy about that. I'm real happy about that. And I think for the first time as an artist in a 25-year career, I finally understand the true importance of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been so interesting watching you know, because we all are trapped in our houses and not visiting with, you know, fabulous artists. And I had great plans of actually like meeting you in person in 2020, which of course never happened. Um, but I've been watching on Instagram, of course, because that's where everybody is. And watching you, you know, I want you to have your new TV show, Motherfucking Nature with Ashley Longshore. I know you motherfucking do with all my little motherfucking frogs and my little fucking lizards and my little motherfucking bees and my camellias. <laughs> uh, story after story with it. This is a motherfucking frog. I'm like, okay, we already have the name for this show. This is going to be great. Yeah. Um, but it's been really neat to watch your stories go from limos in New York to watching the flowers bloom or, or, I don't know. What do you call it? Birthing a moth? What do you call it when when you make a moth come? <laughs> you've been like they hatch. You've been they like hatch. you've been hand hatching these beautiful, insane moths, and like I've actually watched you slow down, literally. And um, you are such a you are so aware of the beauty around you. You're just, that's, that's why your studio looks the way it does. That's why you look the way you do. Um, and I love watching you see that in your surroundings, like the little raccoons last night or, you know, the fig tree and noticing that it's going to come back in the spring, all of that stuff. And I, well, I you know think, what? I can't wait to see what it does to your art. It's, um, I think, you know, when I, when I was, when I was, um, in college when I first started painting and I went out to University of Montana. My parents had gotten a divorce. It was, you know, and I'm this young girl. What the fuck am I going to do with my life, right? Like, I found a peace in nature that I, I'd never, I'd never felt before. I found myself by being outside. And I mean, even when I was a little girl, my mother used to do French hand sewing and she would dress me up like a fucking baby doll. I, I know I've said it before. I had my monogram on my underwear until I started my fucking period, like big bows in my hair. And like on Easter mornings, my mom would be like, get out of the flower bed. I'd be digging around in the flower bed, trying to find bugs and caterpillars. I just, um, the thing about it is, is no matter what happens, in my life, I always have nature to go to make me happy. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's free for anyone. It's our, it's our, it's our human right to go sit on a beach and look at the waves and see a sand dollar. It's our human right to walk up to a bush with a little flower blooming and see big fat bees with their legs so heavy with pollen that they can barely fly. 
Jack totally See, and that's what the it. beautiful thing is, right? It's like actually, you know, it's the cliche of stop and smell the roses, but it's, I remember so clearly at the same thing, the beginning of quarantine, the only thing I did was go for walks. I'd get out of the house and go for a walk. And we're in a small town. So, you know, you're not, you're not going to see anybody if you're out for an hour and a half walk. And I just remember feeling like the whole world was falling apart. Right. And, um, and when quarantine first started here, it still looked like winter. It was the beginning of March. There's just no leaves on the trees. It's just barren, right? And dirty snow on the sides. And I went for my hour and a half walk every day. And as time went by, we're heading into April and into May. And suddenly there's, there's blossoms and you can hear the birds. And I remember thinking like, Mother Nature doesn't care that there's a lockdown. She's still doing her thing. And because everyone was inside and there was no exhaust and planes and blah, 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 she was thriving. And so I made it my mission on every walk to pick a different kind of wildflower. And I was bringing them home and like really just paying attention. I mean, I grew up here. It's so easy just to like not even see it anymore, you know, but to actually stop and see. And I've seen so many artists have been doing that, like incorporating nature or like stopping and like their palettes are now the palettes outside of their window, you know, it's magical. The other thing is, you know, like what you said, mother nature does not stop. We are a blip, a fucking blip. Okay. But this is what is so great about what you do about celebrating artistry about talking about artists because for example i did go to new york a month ago i was up there and i i did a private tour of the metropolitan i go in the metropolitan and what am i looking at i'm looking at fucking artifacts from fucking 1600s 1800s people that have long been you know dust in the ground what am I looking at? Something that represented the life that they led. Something interesting about what made them tick. The thing about it is, is whether we realize it or not, and the people listening to this, the creative people out there, what you're doing and what you're putting out there is you are a time capsule that will live far longer than your body. It's incredible and I think maybe that's what's so great about slowing down a little bit and really, really realizing that, that like, you know, these paintings that I collect from other artists that are on my wall that I look at every day, the artists' lives that have made them, what they mean to them, what the stories that are in them, the things that represent the culture that we're living, that we're experiencing. This is, this is what's so amazing about art. And when everything goes to hell in a fucking handbasket, like it did in 2020, we really turn to the arts. I don't know yeah. about you. I've listened to more music. I, I fortunately have been able to collect more art. I have cooked more than I've ever cooked. I've really absorbed myself into more creative things than I, than I ever have before. And that's such a gift, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, look, look at the first humans. How, how do we know there were people? There's art on the caves. Yeah. They drew art of things that inspired them. You know, it's, it's, it's really wonderful. It's really, it's really joyous. And that's, I've been looking for for silver linings the whole year. Like that keeps being my mantra. It's like, so like, what's the silver lining here? What's the silver lining? And I think that everything you're saying is the silver lining, right? Like that having just being forced to slow down, forced to douche (laughs) and to really go, okay, what do you want to do? And um, I, I've been keeping my work, my new work quite 
haven't really been posting about it. I've been keeping it quite close to me. Just like same with your, yeah, isn't that interesting? Hoarding it. I've been hoarding it. Yeah. There's something really interesting in that. Um, like, um, I, Peter Coyne was on the podcast in the fall and she and I, she's been sort of mentoring me, which is insane. So we've been meeting for two weeks and I show her where I am and she pushes me further. And then I show her again. And one of the things she said was because she knows I'm an Instagramaholic. She said, with this new work, don't show it right away. She said, hold it close because she said, when you hold it close, it, it builds up power. And she, yeah, and it, I can feel it. It's so exciting. Like I can feel it like building and building. And I'm so glad I didn't show it a month ago because it's evolved and it's changed in the last month because I am kind of, and it's very personal. It's about my hysterectomy that I had in June. And I never thought I'd make art about not having a uterus, but here we are. And I'm so been, glad you are because we need to see art about that. Yeah. And it's been such a weird journey. And um, that's the thing about being an artist, right? Like use your art to tell your story. Yeah. That's so fucking funny because I also was hoarding this last collection. I noticed that. Which I, I hoarded loved. it. I hoarded it. And I, and I hoarded it real hard. Like, why do you think? I think because it just was more, it was so personal and special to me. It really defines a lot of how I was feeling in isolation. Yeah. Um, they're still very colorful and bold and outrageous, but, um, it just felt, I feel vulnerable. I feel, I feel vulnerable. And I, I haven't felt vulnerable a lot. I feel like as a woman, I, I've just like always been like out to fucking prove myself, you know, like this is fucking America. I'm going to go out there and make it. I'm an artist. You know, I'm not going to work with galleries. I'm going to have my own team. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to punch it. I'm going to be like a, I'm just going to fucking go balls to the fucking wall. And and, um, and God damn it, I love that speed. Don't get it wrong. And I'm going to jump right back on that train as soon as the world opens back up. I mean, I have a lot more balance, but I yeah. cannot wait to get back on fucking airplanes. I can't mm-hmm. wait. But, but, you know, there's, there's something to be said for experiences that really allow you to know yourself better. Yeah. Um, to put more thought into, into what we're doing. I think we're all trying to do that as artists. It's fucking hard, man. You it know? is. It's very, being vulnerable is really, really hard, especially like you put that on a canvas or on whatever you're doing and you put it in the world. That is a, that is an incredibly vulnerable. Well, experience. and also, also you have to think, well, if you even care, will they get it? Are people going to yeah. hate it? Will the impact be different from the intention of this? Why am I painting this? Why are other people reacting the way that they are? What, what, you know, there's so many who, what, when, where, why, fear, anxiety. And that's why I said, you know, look, I know everybody, you know, there are plenty of art critics out there and I get it. But I, I, I have so much respect for anybody who's willing to put a colored pencil in their hand or take the time to look at a blank canvas and put pit paint on it because it's daunting and it's it hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Um, so and I think I've know. hit, I think I've hit out from being vulnerable for a really long time because, um, you know, and I, 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 
joke a lot. Like my whole thing is humor, right? And I'm never going to lose that. I still am infusing humor into these pieces um, because it's who I am and and I don't want to lose that. But really having to express myself. Oh, and then even working with PETA, like, so we we're having a, we're about to have our first meeting on zoom or whatever. I thought I was going to vomit because the last time I let somebody like have, have that kind of dialogue with me was art school. And we all know that went terribly, terribly wrong. So I, don't, I was like, I don't, yeah, I you don't know. know. <laughs> no, I mean my story. I've told my story so many time, times about being told I should never paint again. Right. So the thought of, voluntarily going and meeting with somebody and showing them my work when it's not ready. And I know it's not ready to get feedback. I was like, um, no, thank you. Like, and, and I've really had to push myself to be okay with that. And actually I'm going to share one of the things she said, cause I, I think this is such a good way to critique. And I think you can critique your own work by yourself in your bubble this way. Tell me. She, well, she said to me, uh, I showed her one of my first pieces and she said, okay, I mean, and she taught at the School of Visual Art in New York for 25 years. So she's a great teacher too. And she said, okay, so pretend I made this, not you. Pretend I made this. She said, tell me what the strengths are of, of this piece that I've made. So I told her what I thought the strengths were. And she said, and she's like, you know, like really divorce yourself. This isn't your piece, it's mine. So I told her what the strengths were. And she's like, okay, now what, what feedback would you give me? Like, what, what do you think I could improve on here? And it was such a good way to do it because I instantly wasn't defensive because it was her work and I was giving her feedback on her work. And, and, you know, suddenly I was like, Oh, the composition is a bit funny or, you know, I think there's too much of this color. And if you, you'd have a bit more balance if you did X, Y, and Z. And she was like, exactly. But I didn't get there on my own looking at that work when I showed it to her, I thought it was like a pretty good done piece. That's awesome. It was a really good way to do it. But also, but also, I, I, I also think creatively and, and, and it, you know, when you've made something that's just a fucking banger, yes. you know, when you have the idea and you fucking put it on there and it's fucking special and you know what? Not every painting can be that. No, I, I, it's like orgasms. You know, every orgasm is not the fucking same. You can have a little bitty orgasm. You can have a fucking, you know, just a eye rolling, toe curling, blood curdling, screaming fucking throughout your whole body. Oh my God, the world just shook. And sometimes you fake it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Those are the ones you have to paint over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, yes, yeah, of course we're all critical of our own work and that's an amazing way to, to It was to a really good it. way to do it. It took me out of my head and whatever. And I knew it's that It's also piece, kind. It's also kind. It was very kind. It was a very yeah. nurturing way to approach it. And I think you can do that with yourself. And then there were pieces that I showed her later that I knew were bangers and I showed her and she was like, I love it. I love exactly. it. Exactly. And I you knew know it. it too. Like I was confident going in, but it was just, she's very, um, it's been really good, but very vulnerable. And then the work is vulnerable. And I think that that's what 2020 has brought me is like, not only was I in quarantine, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't walk for the longest time after that surgery. I had a 10 inch incision across my belly. And um, so, you know, you're stuck in your house and I was stuck in my body. Like I had to sleep in our guest room for six weeks because I couldn't walk up the stairs to our, to our marriage bed. 
I said to my husband, I'll never be back to our marriage bed. I'm going to live down here forever. <laughs> and it was so, yeah. I was, you know, I'm an independent. I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And to not even be able to like have a shower by myself in the midst of quarantine. And my son had been home from school for months. And I was, I thought I was going to lose my mind. Yeah. Now, all yeah. of that said, I'm so lucky that everyone in my family is healthy and we're fine and you know all of that stuff but everybody has experienced this insane year their own way right they've had their own i mean i think vulnerability might be the word of 2020 not only are we talking about creative vulnerability but vulnerability with our bodies and our health our yeah. friends being vulnerable our families being vulnerable our businesses being vulnerable our livelihoods i think all of our hearts have been exposed and we've all been through something collectively that has made us realign what i am excited about and what i look forward to and firmly believe in is a fucking roaring 20s studio 54 <sighs> global disco nothing but fucking love shake down fucking party celebration of music i don't know what i'm gonna do next time i go to a concert i know <laughs> i might fucking spontaneously fucking combust the idea of being in a group of people because also i'm a hugger you know yeah. like I just miss the energy of people, you Me know, too. Me I, too. I miss the energy of, of events. I miss going to art openings. I miss being in a packed restaurant full of people. I just have realized how much I need that life force around me, you know? I know. Yeah. I miss hugs so much. My best friend is like the best hugger and I cannot wait until like you see people now in environments where like everyone stays back, which is great, you know, but it's like, I can't wait till we can just Danielle, go you and have hug. To try. I've modified my hug for 2021. Okay. <laughs> so when we can all be together. So you walk up to someone, you put your left arm around them tightly. Okay. And then with your right hand, you grab their genitals with all your might. That's, that's a hug that really says, I love you. I'm here for you. And we are connected, you know? And if you're, uh, if you're lucky, they'll hug you back the same way. <laughs> Boy, did I miss you in 2020. I never <laughs> knew. I never knew I was going to miss you this much. <laughs> well, when, when, I, when I bring this hug into the world full force, I'm going to start to recommend that people wear pants because it could get a little weird <laughs> if you're wearing a skirt because you, you have to, you know, I'm a woman. I grab other, I'm going to grab other women yeah, the same way. Yeah, it's going to happen. Everybody. Yeah, you're gonna have Everybody. to trademark this. This will be the the Longshore hug. Motherfucking hugs by Ashley Longshore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me, when are you releasing this new collection that you've been hoarding and working on? Um, well, I am releasing it uh, the end of January. Ooh. The end of January. I am um I'm I'm putting I'm I'm kind of, you know, I love this slowdown because it's also brought more intimacy with my collectors, yeah. more one-on-one. -on -one. So um, myself and my sales team, we're really going out to our collectors individually. And um, I'm actually making a little short film about the collection. Um, you know, I'm writing a big statement about what it means. I just, I've never taken the time to do any of that shit. Yeah. And, um, and because, because it's so special to me, like honestly, <laughs> 
So, so Patrice sold one of my self portraits that I did, the one of me as a clown. Oh yeah. Um, a, a few nights ago, and I was so upset. <laughs> I was so you upset. Wanted it? Because, well, well, be, because it was just so special to me. It, it was just very, very special to me. Um, and I, I like the idea that these are these are really going to be hard to let go of because. They represent a time that that's been very, very important to my growth as as an artist, as a woman, as a person. Um, you know, it's it's hard. It would be so much easier to be a songwriter because you write a song and you have it forever. But when you're when you're a painter, um, you know, you you do you make a banger or two, and you know when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And um, I mean, it lives on. It lives on, but. It's, it's, I think another thing about me hoarding my collection, and, and I don't know if it's this way for you, but it's a very small window when all of those pieces get to stay together as well. Yeah. And you're surrounded by them. Y- yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a special time to sit in a room and I, my, my new collection, I probably have like 10, 96 by 72 pieces. So they're oh. huge. And to sit in a room and have all of them lined up and to have me sitting there on a little white sofa with my dog and my music blaring, it, 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 the, the energy, I feel safe. It's a cocoon. It's a fucking cocoon, you know? You should film that. You should film okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because then you'll, at least you'll have that. Like, Should I put clothes on? <laughs> uh, you know, it depends what kind of film you want to make, really. Ashley? <laughs> no, I do not paint naked. I would like to clarify that. But um, oh my god, did you see that? Did you see that um, video I put up on Instagram of the of the guy, the TikTok guy doing the critique, and he plays all the different people in his art school critique? No. Oh my god, it's so it. funny. And there's one guy, and so then he's he's naked, and he's like, "Have you ever thought of painting nude?" <laughs> the other guy's like, uh, "No." And so I mean, anyway, I'm not gonna rule it out, but I I am one of those people that the minute you know back back in back in the old world when I would get home from my studio, I'm one of those people that would take off all my clothes the minute I got in the front door and like throw on a robe and go sit on the sofa and like scratch my bush and watch Lester Holt and cuss at the TV, you know, because I'm a lady like that. Dude. You are. You are a little lady. <laughs> um, uh, that's my son used to always do that when he got home from kindergarten he'd say i'm, I'm gonna be naked now okay mommy all right it's and he'd just be naked and then my my parents would come over for dinner and he he'd be like just stay naked through the whole dinner i was like all right knock yourself out that that is another level of vulnerability right there. yeah <laughs> that's a different one that's a different yes one. it is um what was i just gonna ask you what were we talking um hoarding filming oh filming Okay, so the last time we talked was pre-quarantine, and you had 12 zillion projects in the works. And I know the yeah, they're, whole... they're, they're all still there. It's just, so it's what's all... going on with stuff? Is it just simmering? Well, you know, a lot of things out in Los Angeles, because of COVID, there, there has not been production. Yeah. Um, things are moving very glacially. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, to do things with a film crew when you know, when there's COVID, they actually just started, God, I guess it was, was it September or October, um, allowing, um, you know, COVID testing. And I had one opportunity, um, for, for a network and 
I, I was going to go out to LA and I had to take a COVID test before, even though I've already had COVID, oh. then get there, quarantine for seven days, take another test, quarantine for another seven days, then start filming, then daily testing. I mean, it, it, they ended up not doing it because it, you know, just the cost, because I, I, you know, I live in the other LA, not the la la. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, so, you know, it, 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 um, you know, it's very expensive for a lot of these studios, but, um, all of those projects are still happening. And all I can say is the West is calling. Mm -hmm. I have, um, I have a really exciting, um, artist in residency thing that I'm doing. Um, that is really, really cool. Um, you can't tell God, us, I can hate you? that I can't, I hate that I can't just fucking say everything. I know. But, um, yeah, there's, you know, you know, there's still gobs of opportunity and amazing things, um, to be done. And I still have a bunch of shit that I'm doing in Vienna, hopefully this year on September 4th. It didn't work out last year. Um, and I have a, uh, event with Ken Folk in San Francisco, coming up it's planned for valentine's day but you know again we're we're, but we're watching the covid numbers so do do you do you know about um his amazing it's saint joseph's art society no he bought he bought an old catholic church that had been abandoned and he converted it into a space for art and artists and please look it up saint joseph's art society it is one of the most incredible inspiring beautiful uh, venues I have ever seen in my life. So we were San supposed Francisco? to have this, Yes. Okay. We were supposed to have this show last March and we obviously we had to put it off. Then we put it off again. Then we put it off again. And now, and we, I, I think four different times we rescheduled and now, you know, we're scheduled for, but again, I mean, we're at the mercy of this, yeah. of this pandemic and, and, you know, we want to be safe and we want to do the right thing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, look, it, everybody is stopped everything is stopped but but it's I don't know that we'll ever get another chance to have all this reflection and time yeah Um, I know I'm not a very patient person I was just saying that to my husband and this has forced me to be patient like there's just nothing you can do like I've been wanting to write and illustrate that kid's book for my whole life I had the whole book tour planned it was supposed it came out on September 1st the book was released and then I didn't get it's to do fabulous, anything. by the way. Oh, thank you. I didn't get to do any of the stuff, but nobody has gotten to do any of their stuff. No, and it's just forced me to be like, okay, well, like a lot of my anxiety comes from control or lack thereof. <clears throat> Same. Talk about having no control, right? Like we have no control over any you can't make those shows that are about like that could have already been released or, you know, the show and it would have already happened. Like there's nothing any of us can do except wait and watch. Right. And so that has been a factor in 2020 as well. Right. Like just being, Oh yeah. Having to let go of the control and be okay with it. Oh, listen, I was on the phone with my COO this morning and you know, we're planning out 2021 and we're like, (laughs) well, okay, well we have this for the first quarter, but is it going to happen or not? We don't know. Is it going to happen eventually? Fuck yes. Yes, exactly. Eventually. Yeah. Is it going to happen in the first quarter? I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> uh, is it going to happen second quarter? I don't know about that either. But um, 
But you know, the thing about it is, is thank God for all this technology and we're able to zoom and get on the phone and, and send videos and all of that sort of thing. Um, because at least, at least there is that element of connectivity. Um, yeah. And I think that's been even really stronger too, right? Because suddenly you don't get to hug and you don't, so you're, we're finding other ways to connect with people. And like, I've had some amazing, like this PETA thing has come out of quarantine and, you know, um, good friends from high school that I've reconnected with because they're back on Facebook because they'd left Facebook years ago, but now they're so isolated that they're back yeah. or whatever. And so it's been, um, yeah, there are lots of silver linings and you have to look for them, but they're, they're there. Yeah, they are, they are there. I mean, I think, I think that all of this shit has really made us realize how grateful we are for other people, how grateful we are for our health. And more than anything, you know, time is our most precious commodity. Yeah. I feel like there's a stage in every artist's life where, you know, you want to be able to pay your rent. You want to be able to buy your canvas. You want to be able to to buy your paint. And I mean, I can tell you, I'm still so fucking weird about like red paint or yellow paint. Like, oh my God, that tube of paint was like $45. Oh my God, you know. Um, But I think, you know, as you mature and as you put yourself out there and, and if you're, you know, get to the point where you, where you have, you know, uh, some, some, some money in the bank to be able to buy that canvas and pay that rent and do all that, you really fucking realize, especially after 2020, that time is really all we've got. Time is really all we've got. And I'm just really grateful for the time to be able to reflect for yes. the vulnerability and, and to refine my joy. I mean, isn't that what we want? We want joy. Mm-hmm. Well, we and then want I'll, fucking joy. And, the and theme, we want a party. <laughs> and we will. And the Ashley Longshore hug will arrive. Oh boy. Um, now listen, when, you, when sure. you grab the genitals, yeah, it's really up to you about how much force you want to put on it. I recommend grabbing people, you know, harder after you've met them a couple of times. Sure, sure. Um, If you really want to establish your dominance in a business situation, I say grab hard, fast, and long. Sure, sure. Nice, firm shake. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, what else am I going to ask you about? Um, Oh, I wanted to know, last thing, and then I'll let you go on your day. Um, Resolutions. Do you love them? Do you hate them? Do you make them? I fucking love them. I, 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 I fucking love a resolution. I'm doing something I've never done before. My resolution is I'm, I'm starting to like write shit in a fucking journal. And I, I'd never, I never would have taken time for that. I mean, I always write down art ideas and all that kind of crap, but really in the mornings writing down what's making me anxious. Yeah. What am I afraid of? What am I excited about? Um, fucking intentions, all, all, all that kind of shit, you know? Um, I just think it's nice to be able to go back and look at something when you had a lot of fear and to go look at it a f- couple months later and go, damn, I didn't have anything to be afraid of or shit, yeah. I should have been more scared than that. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I love a resolution. I'm very goal-oriented. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, am I going to be like, oh my God, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Uh, um, you know, I mean, look, it's, it's all about health. It's all about energy. It's all about feeling good. 
And, and, and I think that's what my resolutions are. How can I feel better? How can I do better? What can I fucking learn? You know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I think that's what, where my resolve is. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. My, um, yeah, I, and I, I, I just, I want to have fun. Yeah. I want to enjoy every minute. Well, you know, so I was going to say like back to your time thing, like the, the, the carrying on theme about that is we've had the time to reflect now and like not to be morbid, but like you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. So with the time that you've got left, whether that's a day or five years or 30 years or 50 years, what are you going to do with that time? What do you want to make? What do you want to, how do you want to impact people? What do you want to oh, say? Guess what? I'm getting a kiln. <gasps> I'm gonna motherfucking make pottery. I'm so excited. I can't see straight. Can I please come visit you and we'll have yes. a pottery afternoon? Yes. Yes. I've been I making stuff with clay lately, but it's just I don't have a kiln, so it's just like hard hardening clay. And I am my hands are bruised from <laughs> squishing clay, but I can't stop. I, you know, I haven't done it, but I've got all these ideas. I'm also, um, I'm, I'm in the process of making these incredible sculptures, outdoor sculptures that are going to no. be really, yeah, they're, they're, um, actually I had a call earlier today about it and I'm, I'm so excited. I'm what are they made out of? Oh my God. They literally take my ideas and I draw them out and I'm working with this incredible group of, of people that are actually based in Chicago and they, they make 3d renderings and then oh they God. use steel and it's, it's like, it's, they literally make ide little ideas come into these massive, like I'm, I'm so excited about it. So I'm getting a fucking kiln. I'm making sculpture. I'm writing, um, some of the projects that I'm working working on, I'm I am um, I'm a writer for those projects, so I'm I'm writing more. I I really am taking more time for my for my fucking creativity. That's what I want to do. Good for you. That's so like at the very beginning when you did that big like deep breath exhale, that that feels like that to me. You talking about that makes me feel like <sighs> yeah. And you know when I was saying earlier about all of that you know, my travel and being in all those events and all those things and on airplanes, I, I can't wait for everything to pick back up and the world to open. And I really feel like in looking back on that and going, God, you know, I, I, I was busy and kicking ass, but was I really happy? I feel like now with this new balance, I can go into that high speed environment and really enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy, joy, joy, joy. <laughs> yeah. And bring your you journal know? so that when you're sitting in the hotel in your robe, eating your cheese, you can do still do your journaling in the morning. So you can keep that balance while you're going crazy and traveling everywhere and doing all the stuff because I'm going to cry. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Is, is the balance we found that the challenge will be keeping it but we can keep each other accountable and be like, Hey, when was the last time you looked at a moth? <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can't imagine my life without that now. I just I can't. Yeah. I can't. I have to read I'm one more thing. Um, this is your, this is how we'll finish this off. This is from your other Instagram post that is filled with moths, gem covered moths. 
you wrote metamorphosis change is the only constant in our lives nature shows us that every day oh shows us that every day things appear to be gone forever in the winter and then spring happens and like magic there's beauty and hope again i thought that was beautiful and i think that is how we finish off this episode and send people forth looking for that joy and that renewal and the hope because we're at the beginning of a new year let's take a deep breath and go artists the things we want to do yeah we need you artists create Mm -hmm. we need you and that's that my friend i think um thank you so much for coming and speaking of vulnerable thank you for coming and i this is why i really wanted to have you on was because well you're hilarious and awesome. And I always love to talk to you. But the reason I wanted you here for this very first episode was because I know you, like everyone else, had a really hard 2020. People love you on the podcast because you're always like, yeah, let's just go do it. And I, I wanted people to hear that even someone like Ashley had a shitty year and had to reevaluate and had it's to hard. douche and had to do all. I, I wanted people to see that even the people we look up to and, and think that nothing ever touches them, um, get impacted by stuff and have to re rejig and, and figure out a new plan. And I think that is just as inspiring as everything else that you do. So I, Thank you so much for coming. Oh, my, my, my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. And thank you for this amazing platform. I have, you've actually cost me a fortune because I know I love that. I have found a lot of incredible artists from your amazing, um, from, from your feed and from your website. I, 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 whenever, whenever I'm trolling for art and like looking, looking for something to buy, not that I have one square inch of fucking wall space and that doesn't fucking matter when you're a collector, but I, I have found so many incredible artists because of you and thank you for being that conduit. It's really cool. My pleasure. All right. Well, you go back to your canvases and your butterflies and your figs and uh, I will talk to you very soon, I hope. And hopefully we'll be making pottery in your backyard one day. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. (sighs) Another exhale. That was exactly what I needed. She always gets me fired up. But it's also really nice to hear that even the always go, go, go Ashley Longshore has slowed down enough to watch the flowers bloom and the moths hatch. I hope you are excited for a new year, even if things don't go, quote, back to normal immediately. In fact, maybe our new normal isn't so bad. Slowing down, being vulnerable, taking the very valuable time we've got to focus on what we really want to be doing and saying. Actually, that's pretty much my entire list of resolutions. Oh, and also, I'm going to get my first tattoo. And run more. And eat chips without guilt. But I digress. (laughs) Everything that Ashley and I talked about is over on my site right now, thejealouscurator.com. So pop over and take a look. Thanks so much to Ashley for leading us into 2021 with that firm handshake of hers. (laughs) Thanks to Create Magazine and their gorgeous new book, The Complete Smartest Guide, for supporting this episode. And of course, huge thanks to you for listening. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.